Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, Elsie Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Tracy Reuter is the owner of Divine Social. Tracy's passion is to help lift up business owners, entrepreneurs, and anyone with an amazing idea. Her gifting is to quickly see how to take a company's mission, vision, and message and get it in front of the right people at the right time. All right, let's dig in. All right, Tracy, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. First of all, Tracy, let me say thank you for taking the time out of your day to be with us. I know that you are super duper busy, but you took the time out to talk with us. So for that, we say thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. It's always fun to talk to another a fellow podcaster and their amazing audience. So thanks for having me. Second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to where it all started, or you can start a more current day. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. Uh, If I do that, we'll be here all day. But yeah, so I was born and raised in New England, if we want to go all the way back, and did got my undergraduate degree at the University of New Hampshire in marketing, and then met this guy, this curly-haired, blue-eyed guy in my early 20s who set me off my feet and moved moved me to the Chicagoland area. And uh, that's kind of where I started my career, worked my way up and ended up being an area vice president for a small company called AT&T, uh, where I ran their, their B2B group, their wireless group. So back, I, I, I don't want to age myself, LD, but I was, <laughs> I was around when cell phones started. But um, yeah, and it just was really great. But about six years ago, my husband, well, actually 19 years ago, my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease on my 29th birthday. And it was a pretty, pretty devastating thing. And that ended up leading me towards leaving corporate America, starting my own business, which led to my agency. And about six years ago, we just decided after he had had about, well, it was five brain surgeries. We realized life was too short and he was doing great. And we just sold everything we had and moved to the suburbs of Denver so we could live a more active lifestyle. So owning a a digital Facebook and Instagram advertising agency has allowed me the flexibility to work wherever I have internet. And it's been one heck of a journey. So that's a little bit about me. There's a whole bunch that I could fill in, but it would probably be boring to people. (laughs) Gotcha. Now, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug, right? Because you were going the traditional route. You went to college, you got a job, corporate America. Dig into that a little bit deeper. I know you mentioned sort of the reason why, but what made you gravitate toward what you're doing today? 
Yeah, that's actually a great question. And it started, it started back in New England. My uncle, uh, when I was really little, he came to this country from Greece. My aunt married him. You know, I know that's a hot topic with the immigration, but my aunt married him back in the 70s, so he wouldn't be deported. And I watched this man uh, go from literally a broke Greek peach farmer to one of the biggest commercial real estate developers in Cape Cod today. And I worked in the family business on summers and I just learned a lot from him of essentially, I learned how an idea, somebody with a vision, how they could take something and actually take nothing and turn it into something. And that was, you know, he was a big influence in my life, but my mom was always in my ear saying, get a good job, get a, you know, get a degree, get benefits. And that's how I ended up in corporate America. And so when my husband got sick, I just, I didn't know what to do. I knew I had to get out of the 80 hour a week job that I had. Um, I mean, granted, I had an amazing career, but it just, my family needed significantly more flexibility. And so that's when all those memories came flooding back of being a kid, being around my uncle. And I kept thinking, what can I do? I wasn't meant to follow in his footsteps. That whole you know commercial real estate really wasn't my thing, but marketing was. And so I started this, I guess this journey to this point, really when when digital and social media was just getting started. I, I've been marketing online before MySpace. If that again, I keep aging myself, but I look darn good for my age. So, <laughs> um, and it really it was such a it was such a blessing because I I was able to take my my big picture sales skills and sales training. You know, my our clients at AT and T were everything from Joe's Plumbing to Motorola and United Airlines. So taking just that whole understanding of the, the selling process, my marketing degree, I started learning digital marketing, and boom, here here I am. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't that quick. It's been a been a lot of bumps and bruises, but it was that that exposure as a kid to just um, a risk taking entrepreneur who changed not only his own life but the life of my aunt and my cousins and our entire family because he's just an amazing man. Wow, what a story! So. Your undergraduate was in marketing, correct? Yes, sir. Sure was. What made you interested in marketing? Well, I think growing up, at, you know, working in, spending the summers working in my uncle's business, I just had an interest in business. I also grew up, even though, yes, I had this exposure to this man that became a multimillionaire. I was, I was raised by a single mom who worked in a factory my whole life. And I saw the, the grave, the stark difference between when I was home with my mom and then when I spent my summers on, the, on Cape Cod working for my uncle. And the lifestyles were completely different. And so I think early on, I realized business, I didn't realize that at a young, young age, I was seeing the benefits of capitalism because <laughs> that's really what it was. I was seeing like, ooh, like... My mom worked hard. She worked multiple jobs and, and she, you know, thank God for all that she did, but I didn't want to go that route. And I grew up in a blue collar town and I didn't, I didn't want to be a secretary like my high school trained me to be. I wanted more. And so that's kind of how I ended up going into business. And, and I just, I fell in love with marketing. I just thought, gosh, this is so fascinating how, you know, branding and, you know, this was before websites. I, I graduated from college in the early nineties. So anyway, just, I got a bug early on that I didn't even realize, I probably didn't realize what an impact, you know, it was almost like rich dad, poor dad for me. And I didn't see the impact of those things until just a few years ago when I was really taking a deep, deep look at my journey and how I got here. And that's when it all came to me. I was like, oh my gosh, what a, how fortunate am I that I, I had that growing up, even though I did grow up in a very poor situation. I had this, on the other hand, I had this access to something that most people never got to see. Perfect. So talk a little bit about, you mentioned before we hit record, tell us a little bit about your podcast. 
so about four, I think it was four, maybe four and a half, maybe five years ago now, a, a friend of mine, uh, somebody that I was doing a little bit of business with, um, she and I had started doing some, it was back when Google Hangouts were just getting popular. And we started doing these Google Hangouts, teaching solopreneurs and home-based business entrepreneurs, we started teaching them marketing because it just it seemed fun and it was easy. And we started this, you know, we started doing these hangouts and we thought, why don't we launch it into a podcast? And so we launched um, the social media marketing happy hour podcast and very, very quickly, you know, we used our marketing skills and within five months had over a million downloads and we've got almost 400 episodes. We went off the air for about three years, but we came back on air about earlier this year. We came back in August because we were still having 5,000 fresh downloads every single month. So people loved our content. And we just, we talked, we still talk about everything you could possibly imagine. Neither one of us actually do social media. Now, my company does social advertising, but it's different from what most people would think of social social media. But we still we talk about all things digital marketing, and and we always try to you know give a, an interesting lesson based on something that's going on with our clients, and it's just been a, a ton of fun. Gotcha. Now, how is that related to your business, Divine Social? Well, so Divine Social actually was born out of that podcast. We were doing the podcast teaching social media to, you know, solopreneurs and small business owners, home-based business owners. And I started really, I had been doing social ads for a while, but I really, really started taking it more seriously. And I would talk about it more on the show. And a couple of people reached out to me and had approached me um, asking if I would consider running their ads for them. And at the time, my co-host was totally against done-for-you offering. She didn't want any part of it. But I, I loved it. I loved the idea of um, I think it goes back to my uncle, right? You, you see, you've got this person who has taken this risk to start a business and they don't have the bandwidth to take the courses and learn and do everything themselves. They, they get to a point where they need to outsource. And I thought, gosh, what an incredible opportunity to serve these people. So I started taking a couple of those opportunities on separate from my co-host and it's just one thing led to another and Divine Social was born out of that. The, the agency itself and for a while, it was just me. It was just me doing it um, kind of as a freelancer, I had gotten pretty sick and couldn't really work much more than you know twelve to fifteen hours a week. But it turns out that I was good at what I was doing, and clients were getting great results. And I started getting referrals, and I got well and brought on a, a staff and a team. And and you know today we've been um, the agency's been around for just over four years, and it's just been such a such a cool thing that that was truly born out of our podcast. Wow, that's a fascinating story. I always like to pull yeah. those things out because podcasting is kind of exploding right now and a lot of people are leveraging the medium for different reasons. So I always like to find those because of my podcast, if you will, moments. Yeah, well, and I can tell you that I had zero intention of starting an agency. The podcast wasn't started for that. It just it just kind of happened that way. It was, um, you know, we ended up getting quite a bit of publicity and started people started to Oh, and I wouldn't say that we got famous or anything because we certainly didn't. You know, we were no John Lee Dumas or anything like that. But um, it, it just—it's still we had some credibility, and it's been really great for both of us. Both are, you know, we like I said, we we're back on the air. We're still co-hosts, but we have two separate businesses um, that are actually complementary. And ironically, we we don't have any shared clients together. But it, it's just—it's not what we—it's what neither one of us set out to do, and it just took on a life of its own. And, uh, and we have so much fun. We have so much fun recording. The show. So in that vein, talk a little bit about, I heard a lot in your, in your answer about self-awareness. I heard a lot about marketing, understanding the market, listening to customers, recognizing opportunities. 
Talk a little bit about finding your place or your space in business. From my perspective, how I found my space? For, for the listeners, the, the enterprises out there who are maybe thinking about starting a business or potentially looking to pivot their business, how do you go about finding that, that direction or getting an idea of what the market is asking for? Yeah. Okay. That, I got you. So, I mean, there's a, there's a couple pieces that I would say to that. Uh, number one, and this is not something I'm great at, so, but it was it really has been important in my journey, and, and that's kind of being flexible. In early on, when I left AT and T, I was not super flexible. I, I you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I actually went the route of the home based business entrepreneur, and I thought that was my answer. And I became actually pretty prideful because when I realized it wasn't working for me, I was ashamed to be honest. Like I didn't want to admit to people that I had left this really high paying corporate job to essentially do network marketing and I was failing. And so I stayed in something that wasn't working for way too long because of pride. And I I definitely wish if I could go back and give myself advice, I would smack myself upside the head and be like, swallow your pride, (laughs) make a good decision. And so like I mentioned, I didn't anticipate that this agency would, would be birth out of the podcast because at the time, in addition to the podcast, we were teaching we were teaching courses. We had 17 courses for sale. Like we we had, you know, we had an info product business. But it was because of my I finally, I don't know if it was maturity or what it was, but I finally wasn't too proud anymore to recognizing something wasn't working and making a shift. And the podcast was working. The business was okay, but it really wasn't providing the income that both my co-host and I needed. And so for me, it was, it wasn't so much paying attention to what the market needed because people were coming to me. It was kind of like, you know, getting smacked up against the head with a two by four. It was like, Hey, sounds like you're good at this. Will you run, would you run our ads? And it kind of seemed like, Oh, okay, this is a cool opportunity. And even today, you know, we, we, as an agency, we still only run Facebook and Instagram advertising, but I've taken that lesson and I'm, I'm really always paying attention to what's going on in the market now. Because now that I've made a space for myself, now that I've, I've pivoted into this place, I, I have to make sure that I don't let that pride come back because it could be very easy to say, you know, no, no, we are only Facebook and Instagram. And then Mark Zuckerberg go and do something ridiculous. You know, or, <laughs> or, you know, we have a new new president. Who the heck knows what'll happen then, right? So I think you have to be really, you have to be flexible and know that sometimes things are, are there for a season. There was, I remember hearing something years ago, or things or people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And not everything is a lifetime. <laughs> and, and, you know, so if you can kind of think of it that way, I think that's helpful. Got it. Now, kind of the, I guess, opposite of the question is how do you know when to expand, right? So you've gotten to, to a groove, if you will, and you know mm-hmm. what it is that you do. Yep. You mentioned it a little bit. So how do you know when to shift or when to maybe expand your offering? Yeah. So I think for me, it's really making sure that, and actually this happens with our clients a lot. It's making sure that the core offer that you have is successful, it's converting and it's stable. And so, you know, I've had multiple opportunities. In fact, I I have a, a masterclass that I'll be releasing at some point in the near future. And I haven't done it yet. You know, because I mean, I, I've thought about launching it because I know how to produce digital courses. It's really, really easy. But 2019 has had a lot of ups and downs for my agency. And so as a smart and savvy business owner, I can't 
take my focus off of what is our bread and butter with our core offering. And so once I know that that is stable and solid, then I can turn and maybe, you know, spend a little bit of my energy adding a, a masterclass or adding, you know, some different things than we do right now. And I see that a lot with our clients where, you know, they haven't fully optimized an offer and they're already switching to something different. As a matter of fact, we had a client who's a friend who we worked with them for almost a year and they kept changing their offer. And not only were they struggling from a business standpoint, but we couldn't optimize their advertising. Like we couldn't get anything to work for them. And it was really frustrating for everybody. But the the truth was, is that came from that particular business was trying to make too many changes before they had any stability in their core offering. And so I think that's really important. Got it. Shifting gears a little bit. If you had to give one or two keys to success, what would those be? I think just that confidence, you know, do do whatever you have to do to develop confidence in yourself and in and what you're doing. Cause I, I think that it's a big deal, especially in the entrepreneurial space, whether you're, you know, building your own company or or you have a successful company, when our confidence gets shaken, I think that's that can be detrimental. So do whatever it takes to maintain a level of confidence. And then the other thing I, I would say is know what you want because it's really, really easy when you get when you start building a business and you, you meet other entrepreneurial friends, other business owners, to start dictating your success based on what other people are doing or what other people want to do. And so I constantly am trying to ask myself, what do I want? Like, do, do I want to expand this company to the point where we have 100 account managers and I'm, you know, back to the days of AT&T? Or am I building this to have a nice, boutique agency with a solid lifestyle. And, and I go back and forth. But it, but I think the fact that if you are always asking and always checking in with what matters to you, to your family, how you define success, that will insulate you from making, you know, potentially making bad decisions or growing because other people are doing it or doing things because so-and-so said you should or this, this coach said that you should do that when it's not even what you want. Awesome advice. If people want to learn even more about your business and hear, learn more about your story and your business and or want to ask questions, how can they do that? Well, if you go, we've got a website set up for your listeners. If you go to divinesocial.com forward slash enterprise now on there, I've got all the links to my social channels, but also I have, I do a free mini class uh, to really help with marketing strategy. And you can also just Google my name, uh, Tracy Reuter. I, I come up on that on every single social channel. So it's very, very easy to connect with me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for taking the time out. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.